Alright guys, welcome to Country Fried Otaku. This is Steve, and I'm here with Trey. Today we're going to be talking about video games and anime. Primarily the shonen anime we've encountered over the years. But we'll be covering some things like what we're playing, what we're watching, slash reading in my case. And we're going to cover a few news topics, and then we're going to go from there into the main topic. So Trey, what are you playing right now? So for me, this morning, actually, before we recorded, I, I beat a game called New Gundam Breakers that I was actually pretty disappointed with. I didn't enjoy the final half of the game, really, and I only finished it out of obligation. I I love the Gundam franchise. I think that's the only thing that helped push me through, too, but I don't even know where to start. You start as a transfer student that goes to this academy that's government-funded, and you... you <laughs> It's so stupid. A government-funded school for Gundam models. Everyone builds these Gundam models. And you kind of rekindle a flame with a, with this girl you used to know. And as you go on, you meet these other girls. And it ends up becoming like a dating sim at the same time. And so as you start building these Gundam models, you start realizing that there's a student council that's sort of running the school. And, and the teachers can't even do anything about it because of how the student council runs. So you have to beat the student council all while maintaining this this harem that you have and and choose the girl you want while you're beating these guys and it's just it's i i hated it <laughs> while i went through and did it and, and it ends up getting really grindy you have to play the same fight like 10 times to even try to complete whatever model you want to get if you want to get gundam unicorn and you find the fight it's like the final fight where you get gundam unicorn and you want to get that you have to beat the final fight like 10 times to get all the pieces it's ridiculous to get all the the currency you have to beat maybe 20 or 30 fights just to get enough to buy a couple pieces to top off a model you may have been working on that you can't get all the pieces for. And it's just... Well, I remember I, you streaming it, uh, you know, one night and seeming to really enjoy the the base, you know, action and, and gathering parts and building stuff. But I can definitely see in this scenario where it, the game doesn't seem to have an idea exactly what it wants to do. Yeah. Um, the, the first allure or the first hook was really nice. And then as I started playing it on my own, I was like, oh, no, I see what you are. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. No, no, no. You tricked me. You, you put me in bed and you showed me what this was. And I don't want no part of this. So <laughs> but you I, still finished it, right? Yeah, I finished one of the, I finished one of the story modes. But that was a, another thing. I, I played through three girls. And as I played through each girl's mission, each mission was the same, but you only talked to one girl and they pretty much said the same thing. But each mission was the same and the outcome was the same. And I was like, well, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to keep doing the same thing over and over. And so I just powered through and beat it. But after that, I unlocked three more girls that I could go and do more missions. With. Oh, wow. And I was like, nah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not entertaining. This, this, this is, this is not your cup of tea, clearly. No. <laughs> This is, uh, I'm good, but after that, I'm I'm about to start this game called Left Alive. I actually, it's from Square Enix. It came out last year, I think, early last year, and I don't think it got reviewed uh, really well. I think I remember it getting compared to Metal Gear Solid, but it got made without any of the Metal Gear Solid mechanics, so everyone was really dumping on it. But it's supposed to be like a, like a stealth mech type game, and... That it kind of intrigued me, so this is what's going to be next on my plate for my personal games. But I think I remember that, seeing I'm still that working on streaming Indivisible and Super Mario RPG. So that's really all that's circulating for me, Steve. What about you? What are you playing? Oh man, uh, well I've been moving into a new place this week and getting everything in order, and of course work. So I haven't had a ton of time for gaming. I actually put a little bit more time into Borderlands Three, leveling my guy up, and and uh exploring the various worlds and the silly humor they have going on yeah. there's apparently all kinds of events and stuff happening but i'm not there yet i guess mm -hmm. or i don't know how to access it but past that i've actually been continuing pokemon as well uh, i'd love to say that i've started something new or i've completed anything but not yet but once i get all this uh moving stuff out of the way i will be able to move on to something like i'd like to actually finish up yakuza zero i've been thinking about jumping back into monster hunter world i played it when it first came out i put 100 hours into it and then apparently just stopped and now you have iceborne out and you have new areas and like double the number of monsters monsters and countless events i mean i think capcom has been releasing information about all the different events they're going to do and oh yeah and the like so killing it with all their tie-in events they've had a horizon zero dawn for the playstation guys they've had 
a Resident Evil event. I want to say they what, they've had some other cross. Uh, they've done uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, Devil May Cry event and a Street I think Fighter you could get like Dante's jacket like or something stuff. But it, it's been really <laughs> cool what they've been doing. Yeah, they've they've really sunk everything they have uh, they can into it, and I, I don't blame them. It's their best selling game now. Yeah, period. Over all things. Well, I've been I've been a fan of Monster Hunter for a lot of years, and it was it really didn't get the same kind of uh, traction in the U.S. as it did in Japan. Mm-hmm. But then Monster Hunter World came along and just really made it very accessible to every type of gamer. In my opinion, it was definitely a lot more streamlined. It looked good. It was on a next gen home console and not a portable for once. Yeah, and or the Wii, you know. Everybody loved the Wii. Godspeed, but it it you can't you can't but, just play a multiplayer game on there over the internet. Yeah, no. I mean, Nintendo's uh, you know history with with their online performance and connectivity connectivity has always been a little bit questionable. I always had trouble with it. But this is drop in, drop out, real easy stuff in world, and so it's no wonder. You know, you get you get enough people playing that game and going it's really easy to get into it's really easy to play online with my friends everybody i know has a ps4 let's let's jump on it and we'll all play together at the same time fighting giant monsters with giant weapons and and crazy stuff like that of course tons of people jumped in on it so yeah capcom played it smart and really got the results they wanted and they're sticking to it with the dlc and expansions and keeping those those hunters happy that's for sure so uh what kind of anime are you watching these days I just finished Cannon Busters. Yeah, I finished that this week. Uh, it was really, yeah, I think I saw you post on Facebook about it. Yeah, it was really fun. I It was from the guys that made Boondocks, or from the guy that wrote and animated Boondocks. And you can see his flair in it. Like Some, some of the characters look like they're straight from, from old Boondocks. But it, it feels like Boondocks met Cowboy Bebop, actually. It, it was really... Really? It was a cool mix. And they're definitely getting a second season. They they kind of tease that at the end. Or they're going to need one or else it's going to be a really cool cliffhanger, I guess. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, I actually started an anime called Hero Equals Mask or something on Netflix. Wasn't pleased with it. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it wasn't catching me. And I, I, That's like the second Netflix anime that's done that to me now. I start watching it, I get a couple episodes in, and it doesn't hook me. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I just couldn't get into it. So I'm going to drop it and see what's next on my Netflix list. I think I've got Fate's Lost Song, I think, or Apocrypha, I think. It's one of those. It's a Fate one, I think, is next on my list. Oh, yeah, that series is actually pretty good. It looks... It's I, well I animated, that's for sure. I, or at least I love watching them. So I, I'm excited about those. It's a realm I'm familiar with. But what about you? What are you watching? Well, let's see here. I'm still watching Inspector as the episodes come out, and I'm definitely keeping up with uh, My Hero Academia, which has just been great this season. It's got some pretty intense fights and definitely some emotional moments, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, more of the chapters because I've kept up with the manga. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of the story arcs animated, and I think we're going to get into some more fun stuff. Uh, they, I think they started out right out the gate with the, uh, the serious arc and all the big fights and there's a little more fun to be had in the coming uh episodes and i think everybody's really gonna enjoy it other than that i've actually been reading more manga lately than i have been watching anime the series i'm currently really getting into is komi can't communicate which is about this girl you know kind of the uh unattainable princess of the school but she never talks to anybody and everybody thinks she's like this cool beauty and you know this kind of of course fairly mundane guy uh who's the main character who actually is pretty darn funny with his inner monologues uh-huh. it encounters her alone and realizes she has communication disorder and she gets really anxious trying to talk to people and she has no friends because she can't talk to people and so he basically figures out how to communicate with her and then uh she you know tells him she wants to make a hundred friends and so he decides to help her and then absolute hijinks ensue all the different weird characters in this series are just a treat like there's one that loves to compete and decides to compete with comey over everything but never tells her but keeps making weird faces and gestures at her the whole time they so don't she's know just confused or the main girl yeah, doesn't know like, they're competing yeah she has no clue oh. and some of the facial expressions are just expertly drawn they're hilarious they're, i think there's another character who uh you know it lo- looks like a girl kind of acts like a girl very social mm-hmm. but at, no one knows what gender she he actually is and it's a running joke throughout the whole series and uh you know they're up to like four volumes now and uh, i have all four but i'm only about two volumes in but i've been loving every second of it because it's just fun just comedy focus there's a little bit of romance in there but i love i love the drawing style and the characters are just a who 
every time a new one shows up in the series, I'm like, okay, what kind of quirk do you got? Yeah. And the other one I have is uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, which is basically about the younger girl, the, the Kohai. Her senpai is this kind of like, you know, very serious, quiet guy. Mm-hmm. And they always just bicker. And so she always kind of bugs him in, in everything he's doing and shows up and is loud and obnoxious. And, and it's basically a whole lot of comedy in the same thing. It's very situational. There's other, some other fun characters. It's it's pretty well known. Uh, now the the main girl character is kind of busty. And she uh, she tur- she was used as like a promotion for a blood drive in Japan, and that uh, kind of got a little bit of controversy because uh, some some activist groups were like, "That's definitely not the image we want to associate with uh, blood drives." But I'd argue, considering they got like a record amount of people to donate blood, it worked pretty well. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, yeah. That, they got it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm. I'm watching and, and reading right now. Like I said before, I, I haven't had a ton of free time to really delve into my hobbies this week. Primarily because I'm giving all of my money to an apartment complex and trying to figure out how I'm going to move all this crap. Right, trying to get everything packed up, ready. Yeah. And, and It'll be worth it, though. I'll have go. a nice new setup. It'll be much more comfortable than the hot box that is this room at the moment. While all of my electronic equipment is going, yeah. I'm slowly melting. Anyways, um, so, as yeah. that but we're going to go ahead and jump into some of our news stories here. I got a few things to cover. We're going to go ahead and start with the video game news because it's easier to keep it separate. Um, so apparently they released, uh, or they, Sony, released uh, some numbers on their sales. And, and according to their most recent you know, fiscal year, uh, as it's going so far, they've actually sold 108.9 million consoles across the entire world since the launch of the PS4 in November of 2013. That's that is bananas. That's so many. So That's... just think about this. Yeah. Monster Hunter World Man. has sold I think around like 10, 11 million copies of the base game. Don't quote me. I I don't have mm-hmm. the information in front of me, but I know it's a huge number. And that's just 10 maybe even 8% of the total consoles out there, and that's the biggest selling game for Capcom ever. That's that's nuts. That's a, such a small percentage number, but you know, uh, compared to the actual systems out there, and it, they also released some information about their software sales. And the, the you know the overall one was uh, actually pretty impressive. But the more impressive number for me was the fact that forty nine percent of their software sales was digital this year, which terrifies me because I can't stand digital sales when you could own a physical copy. Uh, <laughs> I like I, I'm always going to be a, yeah. a hold on for physical copies because when it comes to digital, you know, with license agreements and things like that, you know, once that that agreement expires, they can just take it away. Like you can't get it anymore, and you you've seen it in some things. I mean, I've had it happen to me with movies, where if you spend full price to buy a movie digitally or a game digitally, and that license agreement expires, well, you no longer own it. But if you own a disc, you have it for good. Now it gets a little more kind of iffy. In the modern era with like, you know, uh, live games and all these different patches and stuff like that. So, you know, you wait 10 years from now and load up a, a PS4 game that you have physically and it's trying to download a patch that's not there. That sucks. But I still am going to fight that good fight. Now, the good place where digital sales does succeed is whenever you have those kind of niche games or those games that you normally wouldn't get here in the U.S. and they release it digital only. That's cool. I like that. That gives lesser-known titles a chance to get out here. But I'm still really wary of going full digital for everything. Yeah. I even think I've seen cases where the digital games are revoked and you just can't get them anymore. Like the uh, like the Lego Hobbit Lego, or a couple Lego games. Uh, I think that happened with the Telltale thing or whatever big happened with Telltale itself. And I could be wrong with how that story goes. But I know a couple games got pulled. So hopefully nothing massive like that happens and everyone loses yeah, I mean, hundreds of games. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to go full apocalypse anytime soon. So, um, but there are uh, cases where games are no longer available to purchase as well. Though it's funny because I can still download it, but I have no idea how long that lasts. Like for instance, I have Transformers uh, Destruction, Devastation. I think yeah, Devastation. Yeah, yeah, Transformers Devastation, which was I believe the licensed game with Platinum mm-hmm. Games, and you know it was on PS Plus one time, and so I still have the. The, the digital license but you can't go onto the playstation store right now and buy it i think they even did like a ninja turtles one as well and i think that thing is just nowhere at this point so that's uh that's kind of the you know the future i'm a little afraid of i mean there, and there's no guarantees like I, I feel like there's not you know there's of course as physical media fanboys out there being like you know with our signs being like the end is nigh and i know it's not really right around the corner but it's getting closer i mean 
According to this article I was reading, the digital sales last year, like 2018 versus 2019, was 37% of the software sales. So that so that means it Ooh. jumped 12% in one year. Oh boy. Yeah, that's kind of scary. You know, I'll I'll keep on holding on to my tinfoil hat and my my signs and yelling at random young people. <laughs> hey, um, whippersnapper, to, go get them discs. That's right. You're gonna destroy us all. Uh, on other video game news, they they posted a new trailer of Final Fantasy VII remake. Did you see that bad yes, boy? Yes, that that's, looks really good. I'm not I gonna lie. Know, I still don't know anything about the story, and so I it looked really cool. I know that he goes to some club and he ends up dressing like a woman, do whatever he has to do, and I mean it looked cool. It looked good so wait have you never played final fantasy 7 no I, I refused i'm one of those guys where it's like it's too ugly i can't do it so i've never done you're it. too ugly uh, wow. <laughs> come on you know it's what? a classic maybe, maybe that's the case too and maybe it never played me because i'm ugly but if that's the case then it's mutual so this final fantasy 7 remake is going to be my first time with it well, that's not a bad way to go about it. But you're definitely going to be like kind of a, a long game considering it's being released in parts. Yeah, um, that's okay. If it's, but, uh, if it's Kingdom Hearts 3 Final Fantasy 15 style, that's okay with me. I could get behind that. Well, I, I'll i be honest with you. I'm impressed they kept the cross-dressing like story beat in there. And some of the more like flamboyant characters from the game are still in there. And I, I'm super glad for that. Like it's, It seems like a pretty authentic recreation recreation i don't know why i said that wrong anyways uh they they did show off some of the summons which was pretty awesome sure like did you see that it just looked cool whatever you say (laughs) (laughs) you know it's a lot harder to be excited about this with you because you've never played it so you don't remember seeing the like really polygon based models of like the chocobo and and them running at the enemy and it's and then you get some slowdown and stuff so this this looks pretty pretty wicked i mean leviathan attacked people it, it was a summon uh, material in the game so you would summon a bunch of chocobos to attack an enemy with uh, you know the summon attack and then leviathan was another summon one and you know it turned up giant water snake yeah uh, i am impressed with the voice acting so far too i mean yeah. there's definitely some cheesy lines in this game and there's nothing you can do about that i mean especially if they're trying to be authentic to the original script i mean i'm sure there's a little bit of artistic license but they're sticking to a lot of the original script and there's definitely just those like late 90s you know like speeches oh Um, hell yeah Uh, there better be there better be some some of that good oh you know you know this that's what this is from you could tell what time it's from just from what they're saying yeah, there's de- there's definitely a certain flair to it. And of course, there's also the hilarious uh, post of Nintendo confirming there will be no new Switch models this year. <laughs> they they say it now, but we'll, there'll, there'll be a Direct at some point. I, I'm pretty sure there'll be a Pro model at some point or some kind of something. <laughs> I don't know. And may, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just sell some kind of battery pack or they'll just leave the Switch alone. But uh, every every model comes out with a slim model and then a big model. So I don't know. I'm sure I guess it just something. reeks of uh, hopefulness that eventually comes true. You know, every, last year it was like, there's going to be a yeah. light model and a pro model. And then the light model came out and people got even louder and uh, it did not happen. And then recently some people were clamoring about it and, you know, and it's, it's going to happen. And Nintendo's like, no, it's not. And, you know, we're going to have that happen again at the end of this year uh, or at the beginning of next year. And eventually like, they're going to release a big one. What do they need the pro model for? What, what do you need it for? You, you don't... It should only last you four to five hours. You you don't need to play your Switch for longer than that without yeah. charging. You know, you can go yeah, plug it I, I've never been on a commute that long. So, and it doesn't look like they're really trying to get, like, high-powered games going on there. I mean, like, Nintendo's satisfied with everything. They got The Witcher 3 on there, and, and I know it's not, you know pc or ps4 level frame rates and things like that but if you're just trying to enjoy a game i've found that most casual gamers tend to be okay with a lot of things yeah you don't you don't go for the most highest quality like to see every hair on their head move or anything like that but you know you're okay with like eh, graphics although i I say that i'm a casual gamer and then i wouldn't play final fantasy 7 not to sound pretentious (laughs) but like i I play other stuff and i'm okay with it looking like shit but i just couldn't do final (laughs) fantasy 7 because all the polygons really which makes me sad because you're missing out on some good experiences like legend of dragoon which honestly has not aged well either but it's a great game oh that's a shame i really wanted to play that it's from the same era it's got that uh you know the static backgrounds and it's got some polygons i think it looks i think it looks a little bit better than final fantasy 7 but like vagrant story has that same like static backgrounds but it looks way better than well it has to do with like kind of the character designs and the in the models and things like that i know that final fantasy 7 was 
you know, one of those ones that they put a lot of work into. It was also the first Final Fantasy on PlayStation. You know, this is when Sony snatched that stuff up away from Nintendo. You know, so yeah. they were trying, like, you know, it was multi-disc. It had all these FMV scenes and different models for battle versus outside of the game. There was all kinds of mini-games and optional bosses and secret dungeons. And th- so much was put into that game. Like, the fact that it's only going to cover the Midgard portion of the game for the first remake episode, I guess is blowing my mind because there's so much to do outside of Midgard. Yeah. Like, if you had played the original one, you'd be looking at it going, how many episodes is this going to be? Because I'm feeling like a four and five Hmm. number right now. I mean, it really depends on how detailed they get or if they cut anything or add anything. There's just so much potential there. So in anime news, which uh, Funimation actually is going to be streaming Paranoia Agent. It's a TV show directed by satoshi khan um do you know who that is no what he's what uh wow what (laughs) what he done what has he done uh so satoshi khan is well known as like the director of you know a lot of anime movies Uh, specifically the one he's most well known for is perfect blue tokyo godfathers and millennium actress but perfect blue you have i haven't heard of that one i've heard of blue or perfect blue and i've heard of tokyo god but i haven't heard of that third one you you really should it's an amazing experience it's just really a classic it's one it's one of my gateway anime movies because it's it's not so you know deep otaku level it's 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 very psychological thriller like anybody that likes a good you know murder mystery and you know twisty storyline with twist endings and stuff like that can get into it it's like so people who don't watch anime can watch this anime movie oh, and right really get something yeah. out of it and i like that a lot um so anyways he made a tv show called paranoia Age. it's all these like uh one-off stories and they involve this uh you know kind of mysterious kid uh with like rollerblades and a baseball bat or something it's the same kind of cerebral uh you know storytelling that he's really well known for so that's exciting. So people can actually finally watch that again after a lot of years uh-huh. of not really getting the chance to. On more interesting and slightly racy topic is uh, Funimation was streaming a series called Interspecies Reviewers, which, you know, I feel like an intern probably should have let someone know <laughs> about what this, this series is. And it's essentially about these adventurers in a fantasy world with all these uh, mythical creatures go visiting brothels and then review what it's like to sleep with these mythical creatures. And... And it's mostly pay- played for laughs, and it's Stellar. deeply inappropriate. But I think that the anime also kind of plays up some of the uh, scenes a little more. There's a little more... Because I've, re- I've read a few chapters of the manga, and I'm like, this is pretty tame, really. It's it's mostly for, you know, laughs. And it's it's definitely adult humor, but it's it's nothing too racy, really. Apparently, the anime adds some, some scenes that might make it go, oh, I shouldn't watch this around my parents um but apparently funimation decided it's not something that's in line with their company and outright just pulled it like they were going to dub the thing too i think they dubbed part of the first episode <laughs> everything just got cut off after the third episode streamed it's still it's still streaming in other countries and stuff like that and it probably might get rescued by another company hopefully like sentai filmworks loves to grab these kind of slightly pervy weird one-off shows and it had a really unique style to it and it was the quality of the animation was actually really good so i'm hoping it gets saved but yeah definitely funimation wasn't gonna be able to throw it on funimation now and just let all the kitties see it so that was a really funny moment this week especially since a lot of some people got up in arms about it other people were like yeah no i see yeah that's so weird that it just slipped by everyone and no one no one even raised a hand about it, like, as they were maybe acting it out. And it's like, uh, I'm a little... Is this really for everybody? Is everyone going to watch this? Are we airing this tomorrow? But, I don't know. It's, it's just weird no one raised the flag or, or QA'd it beforehand. And I don't know. But it does sound yeah, interesting like, and funny. You like, know, if you're, like, 21, it's still... And not approved, I guess. Definitely in line with some pretty, uh, pretty funny material in there. And, and that's fine. I know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the quick quick notes real quick to kind of wrap up the anime news is uh the series uzaki chan wants to hang out that i was talking about earlier that i'm reading the manga just got announced that it's getting an anime in july which is very soon i'm curious to see how that pans out because it doesn't have a lot of volumes out there on the market kind of like wotakoi did so it's probably gonna be like a 12 episode sort of thing but i'm really excited to see it and you should definitely check it out it's kind of goofy fun and you're, you might enjoy it and then here's the other one anaplex is releasing a box set 
uh, of Blu-rays for the series Nisekoi, which they had released in two sets previously. It's available for pre-order now. I don't think it comes out until late this year. Apparently, they're going to also include four OVA episodes that were not released with the original set. So this is the whole package. That's pretty cool. That's nice when they can add a little extra more in there whenever it's a complete thing. That's Yeah. That's pretty And cool. I like when they release these whole series sets because uh, they released a Kill a Kill box mm-hmm. set finally because they previously released that in six parts. All of them about 60 bucks a piece. So Did that come with OVA? It came with a, uh, several extras and some behind-the-scenes stuff. There wasn't there wasn't extra episodes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Never yeah, mind. I mean they pretty much got accomplished what they wanted to in that story, in my opinion. So I yeah. liked it a lot. Okay, so I've I've hit you with all the uh, news and other things. Let's go ahead and talk about Shonen. So what so what are we getting into with Shonen today? Shonen. So first, let's talk about what a Shonen is. According to a 2014 article from Kotaku, a mo or a monin, a shonen, me, shonen actually means a few years, and they're typically aimed at younger boys with a representation of the same sort, and they're focused on action, adventure, or fight. Um, I went ahead and looked up what the top 10 shonen were, just to kind of find the most popular ones that everyone may have watched or maybe can sort of relate to, since if you're watching this, you've probably seen one of these at some point and according to a watch mojo list the top 10 were fairy tale uh fairy tales about a girl named lucy and a guy named natsu who are part of a fairy guild named fairy tale or i don't know if they're a fairy guild they're a magic guild named fairy tale yeah they're a magic guild man yeah, and then shenanigans ensue. I don't know about an overarching plot. Uh, Bleach, was it Soul Reaper named Ichigo? Uh, he goes to the Soul Society, and he kind of just monitors things. He's kind of like a soul cop, I guess, just without any sort of justice. He just kind of takes care of things. There's a couple overarching plots that or arcs that go into a, uh, a bad guy that, that kind of puppet masters the entire thing. That one's pretty cool. Uh, doesn't No spoilers. My Hero Academia, I actually don't know anything about this one. Steven, can you speak to this one? <laughs> yeah, I can. Essentially, in a world that exists with uh, superheroes, everybody everybody has uh, has these things called quirks. It's kind of like your own personal power. Some of them are mundane, some of them are helpful. And, you know, so there's this system of superheroes, and of course there's villains and things like that too. And it's mainly about a kid named Deku who has no quirk. He has no powers. And he ends up acquiring a quirk. You know, I'm going to avoid any spoilers for the story in case anybody wants to start fresh. And he does get end up with a power, and then he goes to a school with other superpowered kids and learns to be a hero, encounters his own villain adversary, and learns to grow. And, and so it's, it's very much shonen. Like, shonen tends to have this whole thing of, like, you know, pure determination is going to win the day. And, you know, the person's always, like, courageous and brave, and they push through even though, you know, against all odds. And it tends to make for these epic moments. They learn new abilities. They level up and train. They... You get a bunch of expanded cast that have their own personalities and powers and how they work together. And this is this is kind of like a Japanese take on superheroes. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's done really well. Uh, the animation on it's really good. And I, I could I could talk about that for a little bit longer. But that's just kind of the, the rundown. This is an insanely popular series in the last year. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I, I've seen how popular it is everywhere. It, it's all I see, actually. There's uh, toys. There's always recommended to me. costumes. There's everything yeah it looks good i i look at the fight scenes whenever i just see them pop up and it looks amazing there's one with uh deku and this other guy uh jumping up buildings and it just looks amazing but uh, oh yeah you you haven't watched it yet so you haven't seen yeah i don't i don't know the context of anything i don't know what's going on but it just looks sick uh next up on the list is seven deadly (laughs) sins which i wasn't aware was considered a shonen i actually tried watching it before it's about a I think she's a princess, and she needs to regain her kingdom back. And she enlists the help of these seven deadly sins. There are seven warriors that travel with her as they try to regain her kingdom or whatever her end goal is. They assist her in getting that back. I can't stand the art style. Like, watching it, it it just looks really weird to me. I don't like it. Well, so the first season was animated by one studio and i think season two and three are by another one and apparently the quality drop from like season one to two is oh no pretty noticeable um this is there's some pretty funny uh threads out on the internet showing off some stills from the animation looking yeah. kind of derpy That's unfortunate. but also you know these things are in motion so it's kind of hard to take a still too seriously i mean i don't want to shit on the animators but then again they're also working those people like slaves that they, they get paid like nothing and they had to turn out this stuff really really fast i mean look at the turnaround on some of these series 
Like, these people yeah. must be tired. How fast they have to drive everything and how everything's going. It's It's got to be tiring. I don't know. I couldn't imagine. I don't have that kind of artistic ability, but, you know, more power to them and hopefully more money. Next uh, next up is Hunter <laughs> x Hunter. Uh, this is also one I don't know anything about. Do you know anything about this one? I know a little bit about it. Uh, see, this is a, I, I believe this is the follow-up to Yu Yu Hakusho. The guy who made, yeah, the guy who made Yu Yu Hakusho, if I recall correctly, is the author of this one. And probably fact check myself after this and tell you to cut that. But basically, it's about this kid who uh, goes to become a hunter. And his dad was a hunter when he left home like long ago. So he's been training and doing his own stuff. And he goes to become a hunter and it follows him through like the the preliminary uh, test phase. And you meet all these other types of hunters. And so he ends up getting his own little group of, of friends. And then they start encountering you know, villains once they become hunters. And I think there's a tournament at one point. It's also well known for going on hiatus for long periods of time and then coming back. And it's also the home of one of the weirdest character designs Hmm. ever because he's kind of got this like kind of upright spiky hair. And apparently at some point in the storyline, like a grown-up version of him appears for some reason, probably from some weird time travel power or something. And instead of having like, you know, still spiky hair, but with like a bigger person, his hair is like 10 feet tall into the air yeah i'll have to show you a picture of this i guess so i like i don't i don't know like what kind of fever dream existed that this was like the design idea where you're like you know what his hair should just keep going like i don't even know if they show the top of it oh i would hope not (laughs) that would make it so much better if it just never showed the top oh my gosh i just thought yu yu Hakusho was such a better shonen story and i liked all the characters a million times better than i did hunter x hunter this one has a pretty i don't know what to call it a cult cultish following i guess i don't know anyone that i see following it or talking about it is is into it but i guess if they're invested they have to be if you're talking about these long hiatuses they're They've got something they're holding on to. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we're, it comes back. We're talking months-long hiatuses. Oh. Months-long. Like, and this is a popular series. I mean, the same thing's happened with uh, another shonen mm-hmm. series called D. Grayman. Uh, very su- supernatural and stuff like that. But it's had long chunks of time um, that it wasn't being published, and people still jump right back on that bandwagon. I mean, when you love something, you love something. Um, and that's, uh, you know... One of those series that I, I get it. I, I watched the anime. Um, I watched the original one. And then they remade the anime, which they're actually uh, showing on Toonami on Adult Ooh. Swim right now, I believe, still. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. I just, I like Yu Yu Hakusho better. Characters kind of are like, meh, you know, for me. Yeah, it's just my preferences is in question there. And I'm sure there's some Hunter x Hunter fans that are going to be like, you don't have any good taste at all. It'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, next up is Full Metal Alchemist Whatever. Brotherhood. I have read a lot of this manga. I've watched like the first. I'm pretty sure I watched like the first arc or two or the first season, but I haven't finished it. It's about these two brothers, uh, Edward and Alric. Elric? I can't remember his name. But they uh, they try to revive their mother from the dead, and they end up. One brother loses his soul, and the other one tries to bring him back by sacrificing a part of his body, and they end up becoming metal. One becomes full metal, and the other one becomes part metal, and they're alchemists, and they, they travel the world, and shenanigans ensue. So, not really shenanigans, actually. It, gets, it is, yeah, it's not shenanigans. It shit gets pretty serious. Um, yeah, no. That, I always love the description of Shonen for this series because there's yeah. some dark material in there. And clearly there's, I guess, some cultural differences there because one of the darkest moments in the series is actually towards the beginning. And I just imagine like a 12 year old reading this and being like, what? (laughs) It's like, I still look back on on that moment in that manga and anime and go, oof, it hurts, hurts my heart. Um, And it's it's pretty violent at varying points. Yeah, that's one that's not scared to chop limbs and show for it. It's it's good. That's one with some pretty cool fight scenes, and it's 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 really well choreographed, and how how the alchemy plays into it. it's just really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. What I saw of that one, I would I would be willing to go back and finish that. Like I, I'm kind of scared to start start most shonens, and now that I've started Food Wars, which is a food shonen, I'm nervous to start another mm-hmm. one. I, I don't know how much time on this earth I have left, and I, I've already invested so much shonen. <laughs> But <laughs> we'll see we'll see what I can do. Next up is Naruto, God's second greatest gift. Naruto is about <laughs> a boy who has a nine-tailed fox sealed within him and he kinda has to deal with embracing this fox and protecting his village and his dream to 
one day become the mayor of the village to kind of sum it up without getting into too many terms organic there's ninjas it's all ninjas all the time the what it's all ninjas all the time like i can't believe you left the word ninjas out of that description like it's a ninja village he's a ninja kid goes to a ninja academy and wants to be the leader of a ninja village it's good yeah i mean ninja 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 Now, the third one is Gintama. I don't know anything about Gintama. I saw this one and it didn't look familiar to me. I didn't know anything about it. Can you speak to this one, Steven? No, not really. I think I caught an episode or two of it. It starts... I I don't know if it develops a a storyline, but it seems to be mostly comedic. Like, it's this guy who meets this kind of, like, lazy samurai in a pseudo, like, modernized uh, Edo period. Mm -hmm. And so there's, like, the Shinsengumi are in it in varying forms and... It's its own thing. I feel like I need to get into it because it's such. It's been around for so long. It you know it has live action movies. There's what? tons of fans for it. But I have a pretty solid rule, and that is that I only watch one shonen series at a time because it can get it can become very much a chore to try to catch all the episodes. Yeah. So you know I'm I'm caught up on my hero. I'm caught up on another series that's really popular called uh, Black Clover. Uh, I'll, I'll have to c- carve out some time for it uh, at some point. Black Clover is actually a series about a, you know, it's another s- story of a, the world has magicians in it. And it's about these two adopted brothers. Uh, one's like super great at magic and the other has no magic whatsoever. And so he just trains his body. So he's super strong and super dumb and super loud. And then he finds his own power. They go to become magic knights in the city. And then they do. And then they end up finding Big Bad and storyline and so they they jumped through all these different big bads and, and storylines with different characters and it's it's really good it's up to 120 episodes i believe that's good that's from i think it's from masashi kishimoto the guy who did naruto i think he's no, no. i don't think i literally had to fact check you right no, please now please do I, I, I thought it was from the same guy and i considered getting into it and uh kishimoto is doing samurai 8 right now I oh believe. okay well there's yeah, let's see someone here. from naruto involved in getting black clover created i'm pretty sure let's see here maybe it was someone from the animation team maybe that's what it was possibly i mean it's it's written and illustrated by uh yuki tabata i'll have to look into that because i'm deeply curious now i mean i like finding those fun little connections okay i Um, could be wrong i mean i I thought that was something that was happening because i know kishimoto i'm pretty sure kishimoto is not involved in boruto i think he quit after naruto no 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 Uh, he just basically said yeah sure you guys can keep writing the story and they handed it off to somebody else i'm not too sure who that is but yeah naruto is a pretty classic one there's there was a period uh uh, for like the last 10 15 years or so when it came to shonen manga and anime that's what they referred to as the big three yeah and that was uh naruto bleach and of course the ever-present one piece yeah. um which is a series i actually like but stopped because i could not keep up with it i just i'd love to go back to it and the way i see it i'll just do a big huge marathon watch or a marathon reading depending if i get the manga mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally buy box sets of the manga now based on the arcs that have been released. I think there's like four of them. God. Yeah, that's and, and Viz here in America is the one releasing them. They're like 120 bucks a piece, which is actually a huge savings on the manga, but they're they're big monster things. I think they have them for Naruto as well, Bleach. Mm-hmm. They have some for uh, Death Note and Bakuman and a few other series. But yeah, One Piece, you know, Pirates on Adventures, kind of a unique animation style. They have weird powers and goes around to try to find this grand treasure and you know hijinks ensue yeah they go through a lot of different stuff i looked up like plot synopsis for a lot of the different seasons and it was crazy i i thought the show ended nothing nothing wrapped up or i mean not nothing wrapped up but they never found the one piece and i was really surprised no this this bad boy is still going well movies it's got tv specials it's got the tv series on like some random hundreds of episodes it's a it's a long one and i think he said a couple of years ago he was only at the halfway point so i guess we're at about 70 percent done with this story so he's got another like three to four maybe five years that? he just in his own roadmap well yeah he's got, probably got his own roadmap like uh a friend of mine likes to write stories and and comics and stuff like that and he has like this whole whiteboard of things just connecting to each other and all these like offshoots and I'm sure this guy basically has a notebook with like hundreds of pages of weird connections and story ideas and doodles and things like that. I mean, he's like the most successful manga artist ever. I'm pretty sure he's good to go for like the next like five years. Yeah, probably. Okay. Whatever he's, 
Whatever he's doing, he's got something. Uh, <laughs> the next one after Jintama is Dragon Ball Z. I don't even know if I need to say anything. You shouldn't. Yeah, if you don't know Dragon like, Ball Z, I don't know why you clicked on an anime podcast. But if you don't know, uh, it's about a Saiyan that ends up getting... Or, I'm sorry, an alien that gets into Earth. They find out he's a Saiyan, uh, a breed of warriors that normally go around destroying planets. But his past gets revealed, and he ends up de- becoming a defender of Earth with his friends. And pretty good classic anime. Uh, how do how do you not know? Uh, like, I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, whole lot of muscles and screaming, and yeah, there, there's and, there's uh, tons of biceps, you know, here. transformations. Not as much as biceps as that are in JoJo, I think. But there are lots of biceps. Oh, <laughs> JoJo. Oh man, uh, that that deserves its whole its own whole episode. Oh yeah, I I want to watch the third season before that would happen, but I I need I need more time before a JoJo thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, JoJo was such a a truly bizarre experience that I had to take breaks from it. It's its own creature, <laughs> and I'm so glad that it finally got a full on like multi season TV run with good animation and good voice acting, and just it. I think because this this series has been around a long time, yeah, long long mm-hmm. time, and I think. It just finally got its due at the right time because man, has the internet embraced the shit out of that show. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's it's a it's a special one. I got bugged to watch. I, I had one friend that bugged me one day, and he was like, "Hey, man, you got to watch JoJo." And it, if normally I, I I can take to something after some time, but I don't normally add it right into my schedule right then, right there, because I'm normally in between a lot of things. I'm doing fifty things at once. And he was like, "You got to watch JoJo." And the next day, he was like, "Did you watch JoJo?" I was like, "Uh, no, no dude. I I just uh." I'm still in the middle of things. And the next day he was like, did you watch JoJo? I was like, okay, well, you know what? Shit, I guess I'm watching JoJo. And so I started watching JoJo and I yeah, binged the first He's going to ask you every day. I was like, wow, this is nuts. Um, yeah. So in the video from Watch Mojo, they actually had a couple runner, whatever. Runner ups. Other words for that is. Uh, Look, I'm old, the, so I use an old be, word. Could be shakaplashes. We're going to be uh, Food Wars was on there. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Or sorry, so Food Wars yeah. is about a chef who goes to, or I mean, so the first season, so far for me, I know. Or actually, Stephen, if you want to take it, you know more. Oh, okay, well, it's basically about this kid who grows up in a family restaurant uh, learning to cook from his dad. And he, all of a sudden his dad disappears and he ends up being forced to go to this cooking school, which he hates. But he goes anyways. Well, when he's there, he finds out that the hierarchy of the school is decided based on these uh, cooking competitions between different chefs called uh, Shokugeki. And he decides he's going to become, you know, the leader of the school through all this cooking. And and then that's exactly what happens. He has cooking matches with teachers, students, and then you meet other characters who also have Shokugeki ma- matches. And then, of course, you get to the ever-present tournament that's in a lot of... Uh, shonen series and get to see them compete against harder and harder enemies and then train and learn some new things and there's a decent amount of comedy in it and it's definitely got some uh, kind of erotic drawings but nothing too racy um the reactions to eating the food is always a little over the top and i know that like so they kind of caught some crap for having a lot of like female judges that you know end up in scantily clad positions but then i guess he went full other direction and it has started having a lot of dudes have the same kind of like slightly erotic reactions to these meals and i think yeah, that's I- one of the funniest parts of that show but it's it's really enjoyable i think the animation at least in the first couple seasons is really well done i like a lot of the characters it's it's just such a unique experience um because it's been a long time since a cooking show has really stuck out to me. I think the last one was Yakutate Japan, which was all about baking. And it was it's sort of similar over the top kind of cooking competition between all these different characters who have different specialties and training and learning things. It's a, it, it was a lot of fun too, but it's definitely older now. So a lot of times when I mention it to uh, my slightly younger friends, they have no idea what the hell what I'm talking, talking about. about hey, it, it's a shonen series, you little bastard. <laughs> After Food Wars, there was Yu Yu Hakusho, which is about a student named Yusuke who, while going home one day, he, uh, or sorry, he's a troubled youth going home one day. He saves a girl from getting hit by a car, and he ends up dying. He, uh, he ends up going to the spirit realm, I think, and he ends up becoming a detective, and kind of it. He ends up just pandering around in the spirit realm, uh, solves some cases, and he ends up coming back to the world. Um, his body... It it's all really good. Yu Hawk shows up. That's really wrapping it up in a, a very non spoil there's some things you missed in there, but you should definitely read the manga or watch the show because there's more to it than that. 
<laughs> it is such a great series. I, I prefer the manga every day over the anime, but the, there were some great fights, and I think the I think the dub on that show is just fantastic. Whoever did Kuwabara is still one of my favorite It's actors. the guy that did Vegeta. Really? A, yeah, it's him. Oh my uh, gosh. Sabat? Is that him? Oh, Chris, uh, Chris Sabat? Yeah. That was him? Holy mm-hmm. moly. I love Kuwabara. He's actually one of my favorite characters in that whole series also because he's super sappy but pretends to be the most macho person in the group <laughs> yeah. and his little sword he's kuabar is great yeah he's the, amazing. that whole series like and i love it because it's from an older older time you know because you have you yusuke and kuabar are delinquents fighting over territory around their school and they have like the perms and the pompadour hair and they mm-hmm. just they're troublemakers for the sake of being troublemakers and they're super manly for no reason whatsoever <laughs> Uh, though I do love that Yusuke is kind of like a perverted idiot sometimes. Yeah. The, the, face, the facial expressions drawn in the manga are great. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, after that, the top one was One Piece. And we've already talked about that. Yeah. So, yeah. that wraps up my the top ten ones that I found for the Shonen. Um, although, Steven, you've had a lot more experience with Shonen. Oh. If you have some more you'd like to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll throw a couple more on there uh, before we wrap this up uh, for this episode. A personal favorite of mine is actually uh, Kenichi, History's Strongest Disciple, which uh, is a shonen manga about this kind of wimpy kid that likes growing flowers and stuff like that. Well, he ends up, you know, being picked on a bunch. And so he meets this new transfer uh, student girl who clearly is, you know, like into martial arts. So he... He basically ends up getting involved with her, and it turns out her grandfather lives with four other martial arts masters, and they're all martial arts masters of differing types. And so this guy, this wimpy dude, basically asks them to to teach him martial arts, and they basically put Mm -hmm. him through hell. But of course, this makes him a lot stronger and has different fighting styles and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, he ends up getting involved with all these gangs that you know have martial artists at the head of them for some reason. And it seems like every time he beats a group he uh encounters another one and he gets his own following of people that are on his team and it becomes this whole world of dark versus world of light martial artists and it's full of comedy and a little bit of fan service it's it's a lot of fun it's an older series and it's i don't even think you can find the anime on dvd anymore i don't even know if they released the manga uh domestically good lord it's been that long wow yeah i'm looking at it right now this is uh oh we yeah <laughs> this is nuts yeah, that's I've pretty seen wild. This, though. I've seen this. Uh, this cu- I've seen this kid before, Kenichi. Yeah, I mean, this is this is really popular. Like 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even fifteen. I, I've been an anime fan for a long time, so sometimes the time all runs together. Uh, other ones that are older, Roroni Kenshin. It's basically about a wandering samurai who used to be part of uh, basically a kill squad during the Bakamatsu era, and to repent, he carries around a reverse blade sword, and he gets involved fighting. Uh, you know tyrannical people in the town he ends up staying in with this dojo with this woman and he you know basically slowly but surely attracts the attention of more and more people and then takes on bigger threats and and things like that now this this story is actually really really good and i thought it was well paced it's well drawn it's very action-packed the anime is especially really good um and if you can get your hands on the Samurai X OVAs that are actually a prequel to that show like his flashback to when he was a killer, that is one of the most intense animes ever. It was actually ADV, one of ADV's most successful internationally. And it really drove uh, the popularity in the West of Rurouni Kenshin. So we actually got the manga and, and the anime over here. Um, let's see what else. There is also... I have a ton of these, by the way. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's also uh, Home Tutor Hitman Reborn, which is another series about a, a goofy kid that has a crush on a girl, and uh, he wants to confess to her, but he's, he's just, he's such a wimp. And so he gets this, like, kind of baby that can talk, who also says that they're Hitman. Now, this series is unique, because it starts out as a gag comedy thing. Like, he shoots him in the head with a gun, but it makes him, you know, dying. He like, he thinks he's going to die without telling this girl he, he loves her. And so he comes back to life, but he takes off all his clothes and runs around and just goes and tells her that he loves her. And, you know, uh, and then, you know, they encounter other people who are like babies and stuff like that. But somewhere around like volume two or three of the manga, a little bit into the anime, uh, they actually encounter like a, you know, a gang that has this dying will power too. And then, you know, it turns out he's supposed to be the, you know, inheritor to this mafia thing, but he has to go through all this stuff. And then there's a future arc. All kinds of hijinks just absolutely ensue. 
and wow. it, it's really really good there's good power-ups there's all kinds of fun characters i it's one of my favorites i actually have the entire anime on blu-ray if you want to watch it sometime but it's hmm. it's the manga is fantastic i followed the manga primarily but anime is really good too they had to do some filler episodes and they did some extra lore dive uh you know explaining some stuff about the babies but it's definitely worth a watch or read. Um, I can't recommend it high enough in terms of uh, if you want to watch some shonen. Uh, more recent shonen is going to be, and this is the ones that we never really covered, is sports manga or sports anime. Uh, my current favorite is being Haikyuu, which is basically a uh, story about a boys volleyball team in high school and competing with other, other teams. But every one of the characters on the main team and... Uh, the opposite teams are like these unique people with unique skills and it kind of goes into their backstories and, and shows them competing to get to nationals. And uh, they're, it, it's just one of the more engaging sports ones. It's not so obsessed with the sport that you lose some of the character. And yeah. so the characters are interesting. The action is interesting. They don't waste a lot of time explaining things. One of the, my biggest problems with sports manga and anime sometimes is they'll spend an entire episode on one or two plays just to kind of try to pump you up. But it's like, okay, let's let's get through this game. And Haikyuu does a really good job of pacing. I think the season four is on right now. It just started this season. Oh, I thought it was newer. I know which one you're talking about, but I, I thought it was way newer than that. I didn't realize that it had been on for a while. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been around for a while. I mean, I think there's like 30 volumes of manga or something like that and i'll go ahead and finish out with inuyasha that's that's the one i'm gonna choose ah so it's made by rumiko takahashi who made uh who made rama one half one pound gospel uh even uh rene is the one of the newer ones that she made but this is the one that was really popular like when i was in high school this is like every girl's like favorite thing and plenty of guys too but it's basically about this girl uh that gets transported to a you know fantasy realm and this kind of like monster hybrid boy ends up protecting her and they go on adventures to try to figure out how to get this crystal so she can return home uh and you know defeat the evil monster and there's all kinds of other characters my favorite is the pervy buddhist uh monk who has a black hole in his hand yes that's, i said that that's truly a power that he has of course it might kill him at some point and there's a lot more to it, but without really kind of breaking down into, you know, plot and doing some spoiler type stuff, uh, that's a pretty general gist of it. Now, I'd say that's a pretty solid list of shonen series that are really, really well known. So if anybody hasn't, you know, seen or read or experienced these, I definitely recommend them if you're just getting into anime and need some ideas. They're nothing too violent, nothing too racy. Um, they're just fun, uh, but you will see similar themes across the board on them so don't be surprised if at some point you're like let's try something different which we'll definitely talk about some different genres and different material on another episode uh as a matter of fact this is actually kind of wrapping up this episode and we kind of definitely are going to come back to anime we're kind of doing an alternating setup where we're going to do an anime episode and we're going to do a video game episode and back to an anime episode um so with that i'm pretty much done trey you want to wrap it up for us yeah we'll go ahead and wrap it up here and whatever you're watching this on if you're if you're listening to Southern Fried Otaku, just try to leave us a rating, you know, any kind of like, comment, any kind of feedback. Good is good for us. Uh, we'd like to go back and read it just to kind of see what we could do better. If uh, if you want to leave us anything, we'd appreciate it. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and call it a day. Uh, and Steven, I'll see you next time. All right, man. Later. <laughs>